Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I know my Eagles fans. I know y'all upset. Uh, I think they're going to fix it. I think the Eagles, Eagles players, I think they're playing possum. I know what they're doing. They're allowing their bodies to reset. They're allowing their, their minds to mentally reset. And watch what happens come playoff time. Watch what happens next week. Watch what I tell you. I tell you no lie. I lie for you before I lie to you. Watch what them boys do. I know it. I'm familiar with their game. I know what they're doing. Eagles fans, I tell you, I, tell you, I, I, I know what I'm talking about now. Now watch. Now watch. The voice of Ocho Cinco, who said the Eagles are playing possum here. What, you, what was that line? I lie for you before, before I, lie I lie to you. you. I'm, yeah. I'm stealing that one. That's a good one. That's uh, a good line. I reached out. I tried to get in touch with him. Nobody had a contact for him because I, I needed him to explain exactly how is he so familiar with this because that is the most absolute ridiculous thing that I've ever heard in my life. Got a lot of respect for Chad Ocho Cinco, the way that he's reinvented himself, the way that he's blowing up on TV right now. Got to respect the man that's doing all of that. But explain to me, because you played the NFL, what what does playing possum look like? And I need some example. I need receipts. Like the kids say, I need receipts. Because that is the most absolute ridiculous thing that I've ever heard. And and he almost went as far as to say, I know what they're talking about because I've done it. Show me when you've played possum. Was that when you were in New England or Cincinnati? Or what year in Cincinnati were you playing possum? Because I don't understand that because that's not how the NFL – that's not how the NFL that I played in works, and you're not that far removed from the game. Like, you played in almost the same era that I was in somewhat. So I don't don't get that. I need somebody to explain it to me. Like I said, I reached out. Nobody had a contact for him. I I don't understand that, that, that rationale. Really don't. Well, maybe he's just a big fan of the WIP Midday Show, and he heard this from Dallas Goddard because this sounds a little bit like playing possum. We always say we never look ahead in the schedule, and we want to take it day by day, and that's exactly what we want to do. Um, but, you know, we had that hard stretch in the middle of the season, and, uh, you know, whether it was outside noise or, you know, you look at the schedule before the season and notice um, what looks like easy games at the end of the season, games that, you know, we expected to win without doing anything. Possum, Hugh. Dallas Goddard said it yesterday to us. I mean, I wonder if that's what he's thinking. Like, obviously, Ocho's just coming up with his own whatever. But I wonder if he's feeling something similar to what Goddard told us yesterday. They just overlooked those teams. They weren't mentally all there. And now the playoffs arrive. 
it's time to kind of buckle it back up and go. Um, like I said, Joe, I, I've never been around anybody who has ever echoed that sentiment. They might have thought it, never would say it, because we know, and it's beating to our, our brains as football players, that you never overlook anybody. You never overlook anybody. You never want to be that team on the wrong end of, of a losing streak, especially against a bad team. You don't you don't want to you don't want to be that. And for you to sit there and look at the schedule and say, oh, we got this one, we got this one, and you have nothing wrapped up, that makes that sounds ridiculous to me. I don't I don't know exactly what he meant and 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 maybe he felt that way, but my question would be to him. How do you feel that way when the only thing that you've wrapped up is a, a, a playoff spot? Yeah, that shouldn't be enough. You didn't wrap up any seeding. You didn't wrap up none of that. You just gotta, you, you just know for a fact that you're going to be one of the teams represented in the playoffs. You're not the number one seed. You're not the number two seed. Not the three or the four. Yeah. So, <laughs> five. So, so I don't understand that rationale. Oh, we in. We got ten wins. We're definitely going to the playoffs. Hmm. Let me take my foot off the gas pedal. No. That's not that's not the mantra or the message that was being relayed to us when when I played. It well, was I don't think it's even across the NFL now. I mean, we could we could make it as some sort of like generational thing, but I I think it's it's not. I think it's unique to this team right now and perhaps it's why Nick Sirianni, according to John Clark here, has changed today's practice schedule from a walkthrough to a practice. Get those pads on. We got a playoff game on Monday. <laughs> pads on today for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's funny to me. I mean, and it's funny to me because of this. Because, like I said, I've that as a, as a former player, that to me is one of those things where I look at it as, why are you doing this now? And it feels like an act of desperation. It really, really does. That does not exude confidence to me. That exudes that. That says to me that there's something flawed with this team, and you're trying to fix it. You tried to fix it at the absolute last minute when you should have been trying to fix it weeks ago. Yeah, but well, you're here now. What are you supposed to do? Not fix it? Because that to be stubborn? You're here. No, Joe, you've overlooked this issue for weeks, months. I, I agree. Months. Well, I mean, look, the Javon Hargrave thing. Can we hear Hargrave? Let's hear Javon Hargrave. We'll get right back to your phone calls in a second. 215-592-9494 for Javon Hargrave on a podcast out in San Francisco just earlier this week talking about the differences between Philadelphia and San Francisco, in terms of culture, in terms of practice, he kind of laid it out. It's it's way different. What's the biggest difference in team culture from Philly to here? I hate to say it's just like uh, it's 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 kind of the same. It's kind of similar because I think we all was very close. Like even in Philly, it's very close. Like uh, you know, everybody's pretty tight. But I can say it's like extremely hard to like practices like even like uh here it's more yeah here yeah, yeah, yeah. very more demanding yeah uh, we, we i think it's like i think it's like more so like um how people call like the golden state culture and the miami heat yeah. over here is the miami heat over there is the golden state because yeah. And he's talking about the, the the work the hard work that gets put in and and look is one practice going to change a lot no but i I do think it's good Sirianni's got him in pass today. So Darius Slay responded to Hargrave on his podcast. Is this what this is now? Is this is this the landscape? It's just podcast wars, right? Like you talk about me on mine, I'll talk about me on yours, and whatever. Here's Darius Slay on his podcast responding to Hargrave on on his. But my dog is only saying is, hey, they work for they they work a little 
extra in practice, you know, do a lot of extra stuff in practice. And over here, we just more like grown and chilled and <clears throat> we compete when we can't, we compete at the time when it's time to go, you know? So, uh, and over there, they probably don't have the stuff like we have. We have, you know, walkthroughs on Wednesday, some days and, you know, and, uh, and all that other stuff. But over there, they might be go every, every play. They might be just be going every day. So I don't know their uh, practice schedule, but that's what it sounds like to me. And what y'all are missing is the both, both organizations win championships. Well, he's not wrong. If the goal, if we're doing the Golden State Miami thing, it, both work. It's just a little bit different. So the one thing he said there is we go, we compete when it's time to go. Monday night, it's time to go. <sighs> You're gonna be all right. Uh, no, because I'm I'm trying. Like sometimes I understand. This is a different age, different era, and. You know, you're asked. I'm pretty sure it sounds like he was asked a question. He was trying to answer. Well, he's. Oh, he's. I think he does a solo podcast. He's just trying to create something. Yeah, yeah no, that well, was. Well, you need. To, you probably need to get a better producer, dude. Because, <laughs> like, I understand wh- where you're trying to go, but it. You did not make it any better. You only compete when it's time to go. Every time you put that helmet on, it was time to go. This is where the disconnect for me, and these young cats is. And and, I know I played a different era. But the one thing that Andy Reid did for us, and I could, I, I, could, I could back this up, and I'm pretty sure John will too. We played fast. We practiced like we were at game tempo. We practiced at an up-tempo in practice because if you practice fast, you play fast. You know, you might not be hitting, but you get your run fits and all this other stuff. Mm. The simple fact that you, when you look at this team and you say we go when it's time to go hard, okay, so when is it time to go hard? When you're at, pra- you're at practice for an hour, if I'm not mistaken, hour 15 minutes, right? That's an hour 15 minutes of going all in. Once you put that helmet on, we've all heard stories of Brian Dawkins when it was at, he was at practice, like during the meeting time. He looked like an old man, moved slow, didn't say a whole lot, looked like he was about to die. But when he put that helmet on and it was time to practice, he was 100 miles an hour. That's the way that he practiced. And he practiced so hard that – other people practice hard because they didn't want to be the guy that were, that was looked at that was lagging. That's how you practice, especially when you don't practice but an hour a day. I don't like help me understand what when are the when are the times during that hour practice is there a lull in the speed of the game in which you're playing that you're gonna play on Sunday? Explain that to me, uh, Slay. I mean, I I, I don't because the way you're explaining it, and I know you're talking to people that have never played at this level, but explain it to me as a former player. When are the go? When when is go time? Is that nine oh seven? Is that seven oh seven? Or is that team? When is it go time for you? Because every period that you're talking about, or that I just mentioned, was supposed to be go time, because that's your practice time. You only practice it for an hour, hour and fifteen minutes. So you could do my coach. You say something, Billy Joe. You could do anything for an hour. You could wrestle a bear for an hour. That's not that long to be out there practicing, man. So explain to me. Like I'm a two-year-old. When when is go time for you? Monday night, eight <laughs> fifteen. You said that with so much conviction in your face. That's my, well, that, that's go time for me. I, yeah. I don't. I'm like. not playing. I hear. I hear your frustration. This I mean, he, here is. There's that whole thing. The John Harbaugh used the, the phrase "iron sharpens iron." You get yes. better by competing, right? Shanahan, although he's youngish, he's old school. I mean, like that. That Hargraves is describing it. We have new school here. 
And, and that's why I put some of this on Sirianni. He's got to know when to push the right buttons. Like, hey, we need more work now. But it, it, see, it feels like he's not pushed the right buttons lately. And then on top of that, if today was supposed to be a walkthrough. And he changed it to a regular to a, practice. To a regular practice. What is that telling you? That obviously it's what, Thursday? It's Thursday. So it's a normal Wednesday, right? Because they play Monday. I understand. But, yeah, it's, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Thursday. And obviously you haven't seen – in the, in the previous practice, and I understand we play on Monday. I get that. But there's something in practice that you're not seeing that you had to act, act, add an act, uh, extra practice day. Or you heard your tight end say, hey, we kind of overlooked a couple <laughs> like, of games. Think about that for a minute, people. Think about that, all the people on the outside looking in. You you haven't seen what you want to do. And this is the second time they've done this. And I understand it's been because of the length of, of you know, it's not, you probably look at it and say, well, it's, it's kind of normal because of the length of the game and, and they've had this before. But obviously you're not seeing what you need to see. Well, that's true. And hoping to change it right now. Let's go back to the folks here. 215-592-9494. Vince is in Philadelphia. What's up, Vince? Hey, gentlemen. How you doing today? Good, Vince. On, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking the possum theory is working. How so? I, well, let's look at it. One is that uh, one of the most sought-after things for playoff team is footage. The only footage they have on the Eagles is us playing badly and playing badly and winning. You're looking at a talented team that beat them without any complex disguises in their offense and a defense that has been lackluster. A lot of people have been saying when we were winning that they were not playing up to their potential. Mm. I think Sariani changing it to has Got that cricket. You've got your rest. We, 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 they don't have a lot on us, a lot of information on us. Let's go there and kick their butt. So you buy it. You buy the possum theory. When do you think that they started that? Do you think they were playing possum when the Niners came in here and kicked their butts, or did it start like the last few weeks? I think it started when, I think it started when the Niners came in and kicked their butt. Because let's look at it. In terms of seeing some of Philadelphia playing hard, that's about the only good reel that people have. So let me get this straight. You believe that this team has been playing possum and they wanted to be in the seating that they were in in order to fool everybody <laughs> to have a tougher road to the Super Bowl? I, I believe that once they found out, once Nick said that you know he's secure in getting the playoff, let's relax, let's not go hard. I mean, Hugh, you and I come from the same generation with the same mindset. Every time you put on that helmet, it's go time. You give it 100%. But this younger group, no, they're into resting, not showing their hand, and uh, winning. Uh, you know what? I, I I don't understand it. Hopefully, you you are onto something. Um, it hasn't worked out until this point. Not not well. Maybe it has if they're playing positive. Vince, what, what do you think about all the Sirianni stuff? Usually, they, they should take into account all these great candidates out there when they make a decision. I think it's all hyperbole. I mean, because, look, you know, the mindset of the Phillies fan is that if you're not perfect, you're nothing. And, you know, we don't like to lose. Bottom line. And we will blame anything and everything and everybody because we want winners. And, you know, people throwing out the Seriani thing, you know, look at it. The man's been doing good. Playoffs, Super Bowl, come on. I mean, come on. So, wait, so but wait a second. What that means? He just gets to stick around if we could get something better. Who cares if he did good? I want great. Okay, you want great. I want great. But uh, in terms of what we've been having, he's 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 up there with a good record. That, but that, that Vince and I, we, I appreciate your phone call. I don't care. 
I mean, I, I I don't care what his record is. I don't give a shit. I mean, record. This look at this roster the last couple of years. How many coaches wouldn't have a good record with this roster the last two seasons? Seriously, I'm not, I'm not saying like fire him today. They have a game on Monday, and he's coaching. I, I believe he's coaching for his job on Monday, but. Like, that just feels like, do, don't we want to win championships? Isn't the objective to win a Super Bowl? If I, there's a coach out there that gives me a better chance to win a Super Bowl, thanks, Nick. We appreciate all the memories, man. Good luck. I'll bring, a different, I'll bring in Bill Belichick if he's willing to come here. Like that, I, I just, that whole thing, if he's done fine or he's done good, I, I don't care. Yeah, and I, I like the whole mentality that in order to win a Super Bowl, to make it mean more, we want to play an extra game instead of playing that, that <laughs> the, 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 the shortest path. I mean, I guess. I hope that's the case. I hope that every Eagle fan that, that honestly believes that is on to something that I just can't see because I'm too, I'm too grounded in logic. Yeah, my really guess do. is it's not true considering this is a franchise that tanked a game to get three higher you know, spots in the NFL no, draft. It, Their whole thing is the best possible path, not to make it harder. I mean, just think about how that dude deluded himself into actually thinking that the Eagles were playing possum this whole time. Well, Ocho Seco is a... <laughs> Powerful guy. I mean, you could hear it. He he convinced people there. He didn't convince you. Who's said about the whole lot for us, not to us. I, I I don't understand that. He was like, smoking a go, cigar or something while he did or that. A I don't yeah, whatever that. it was. And I and I understand that that everybody has a platform, like we have a platform. But I I don't I I, I don't believe in saying stuff just to say it. You know what I mean? I, I and to say that with a straight face, knowing that you know it doesn't work like that, blows my mind. It blows my mind. Like I said, I reached out, reached out to some folks that I know that know him. Nobody got back to me because I wanted to ask. You know, I'm not mad at him for feeling the way he feels. Just help me. Take me through your thought process. Take me through your rationale for thinking that's the case. You know, when, when this team has told us for weeks, we know we played bad. This ain't our best football, but they're just, what they're lying to us when they say that, I, 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 I don't get it. The, the, that math ain't mathing. That math is not math. Yeah, and the only, here, here's what I'll, I'll give Ocho this. And we, and we listen, we talked to Dallas yesterday. I, I think there's a real chance, specifically what we were said told by Dallas yesterday, that, that, that like they just weren't mentally where they needed to be the last few weeks. And it's not coming from the top. How he wants to win games. They want to be the number one seed. They want to have the easiest path, not the hard path to the Super Bowl. But if they're not mentally into it, I, I mean, let's be real about this past Sunday. I, I put very little stock in what we saw Sunday. The Cardinals thing, that concerned me because they couldn't stop the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. The Giants game was embarrassing because they didn't show up to play. They didn't. They were looking at the sidelines, whether it be physically or just figuratively, to get out of that game. That was a half-in, half-out, ridiculous. They should not even got on the bus to go. That's why I was saying all week rest of starters because I feared that. If you're only half in, it looks like that. I, I almost have flushed last Sunday because it just feels like they just they, they screwed it up. I don't care what happened last Sunday. Well, like the, So the, the playing possum thing is one thing, obviously a little bit ridiculous. But there is, like I said earlier, part of me that does believe that like maybe there's something in there just because I do sort of buy into the fact that maybe the team as a whole took their foot off the gas. I wouldn't say playing possum. But I think maybe overlooked yeah. some of the teams over the last month. I think that is true. But, I mean, playing possum, like, you know, let's I, get real. Again, with nothing locked up, that is fascinating to me. That that was the mindset that you chose to adapt yeah, in that situation. I'm, if we could be real, it's ridiculous. It's not real. I mean, <laughs> hey, we're in the playoffs. That's all we want. When we've been told all year long that we're trying to get back to the dance and – 
you know, that's that's the whole focus of the mission. The easiest path to that is to have the number one seed get rested up because you're probably going to be banged up and get everybody healthy and then make a push. Well, here's how we know the Eagles view that number one seed is so important. Last year, Jalen Hurts came back with one shoulder to play week 18 so they'd get the number one seed. Obviously, we know it matters to them. They just they couldn't achieve it. Anthony is in Sarasota. What's up, Anthony? Hey, hey you. What's going on, Hey, man? Joe. What's up, friends? Hey, this Anthony. is a joke, quite what's frankly. Up, what's going on? Hey, I, I just got one thing to say. We're we going to win. We're going to win. We're going to beat them like a dirty rug. We're going to touch them like a slab of beef. Slab of beef. You hear that, Hugh? I'm listening. I feel like I feel like Rocky slab outside, of beef punching the slab ship. of beef here. Don't think they ship outside of all they the analogies that you're banks. using. Why? What, why, why, do you, to, why do you think we're gonna win? All right, we'll, yeah, I don't know what. Uh, it's it's okay. starting to get a little loud. slab out of, of beef control there. Yeah, shooting blanks. Yeah, well, oh, it got crazy. It got a little. It got a little. It got a little salt burnish. I'm just, well. <laughs> I still haven't watched, by the way. You didn't. You sell need me. to watch Saltburn. Uh, you didn't sell I mean, me. Yeah, listen, you didn't y'all, sell me. y'all on, Wonka, on the Twitter, on in the X, saying all that mean and hurtful stuff to me because you watched it. I told you. Oh, you got I people said, to watch. Some people watched it and they were like, "Dude, they're not. They're not taking my movie." So, what, movie. so, so, what word was used? It's a, is it graphic? Is it uncomfortable? It's weird. Is it uncomfortable? It's well, Kyle. Like it's weird. It's it's different, but it's a good movie. Like when you like when you get past all the weirdness, it's a really good movie, Joe. I'm kind of fitting that you don't take my movie advice because this is a good no, movie. No, I do take it, but you you didn't sell this one well. <laughs> and you say something's different. It's like it's a good movie. Imagine if say, you you cook something or like I, I said, is it good? I'll try. You're like, eh, it's different. It's, Would you want to try that? Okay, yeah, that's a good point. But it's it's like you got we're at the age now where you you want to look at different things and be like, wow. Like it's different. It's definitely different. It's a good movie though, but it's definitely different. Yeah, <laughs> it's different. You know what, man? We could just—that's the way we describe the Eagles. They're they're eleven and they're six, good, but, but they're, they're different. different. They're different. Good record, but yeah, they're, they're different than most teams in the playoffs. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four news on Brian Johnson after the break. His future here in Philadelphia, it could be changing. We'll get to all that plus. We might have to open up a new investigation. We're, we're, we're basically detectives here on the show. A new investigation. Kyle got to blow this thing wide open after break. Your phone calls, 215-592-9494. Do you expect a win on Monday? We'll be joined at 1 by former Bucks quarterback right now with Vizen, Sean King. We'll talk Eagles, Bucks with him, and Sirianni's presser coming up later on in the show. Two, uh, all that coming up, 215-988-1258 for the contest. That's coming up at 1 o'clock, right? Uh, we actually probably need to get it done now, oh. considering that we have Sean King and you know Sirianni. What? So good call by Kyle there, and I, I probably messed that one up. But here's what we got: we got a prize to give away, Hugh. We do on the other side. You know, we're gonna play one of your favorite games. <sighs> oh no, no, no! Be excited, be right. On the other side, <sighs> we're gonna play back, big Hugh. My favorite game yes. of all. Back, big Hugh. Your chance. What do we have today? Fifty dollar gift card to Wendy's. Fifty dollar gift card 50. to Wendy's on the line. Here is the contest line. 215-988-1258. 215-988-1258. That's our contest line. Hop on right now. We are giving away a $50 gift card to Wendy's. Back Big Q. Coming up next on the Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP.
And let's talk, my friends, over at FanDuel. Of course, you know what's going on right now. It's the regular season. It's over. But there's nothing like NFL Super Wildcard Week. It's six games, three days. For these teams, it's win or go home. But you'll always have a spot in the playoffs with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forest Casino, America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick up a W. I'm taking any top touchdown scores this weekend. Give me Jalen Hurts on Monday night. Give me Amon Ross St. Brown Sunday night. So if you want to follow my picks, go to FanDuel right now. New customers get started $150 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. I really like the FanDuel app. Just visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to join today. FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. Make every moment more with FanDuel. And a- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Yeah, you know what that means. It's time for one of our favorite games on the midday show. Back, big, huge. My favorite. Uh, t- I feel you feel good today. You feel yes. uh, you feel confident. All right. Today, our contest is playing for a fifty dollars gift card to Wendy's, and we have Elgin in Jersey. Elgin, how are you today? Elgin, I'm good. I'm good. So How's what do you? Everybody? Well, we're great, Elgin, and we're uh, we're excited. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy, Happy New Year, Happy man. Happy New Year, Elgin. So we're excited. For you to play. So, Elgin, here's how we play this game. We're going to uh, have a game for Hugh that he played in. We'll tell him the date. We'll tell him the opponent. He has to guess correctly whether or not he had a sack. Elgin, do you think Hugh's going to be correct? Are you going to back Big Hugh or go the other way? Oh, I'll back Big Hugh. All right, Hugh. Elgin, I would not be mad if lot, you went lot. the other way because these, you know, you know what I mean? It's a lot of faith in but Hugh I mean, there. You know, you, you played the game for a long time. There can't, yeah, many, good there point. can't be many plays that you don't remember. There you go. That's a great, an excellent point. It's a good I, point. I, I love oh. your confidence mm-hmm. in me. I, really, I, really I thought he was going to go with you didn't have that many sacks. You no, should I, remember them if all. If he would have went there, I would have been like, that's pretty pretty cool. Too. <laughs> all right. All right, Kyle, what game are we going with today? All right, Hugh. So uh, I'm going to take it back to 2004. This is what we call Big Hugh Stint 2. <laughs> in Philadelphia, and uh, it's an October game. You guys are actually at the vet against the Carolina Panthers. Now, you whipped on Jake Delhomme and the Carolina Panthers a 30-8 to victory. I gave you the quarterback there. Did you sack him, Hugh? No. You are correct, which means Elgin, you 100%, are also correct, my friend. Hugh did not Elgin. get a sack. Hey, you know how I knew that, Elgin? Because I only had three. 
And uh, he definitely wasn't one of them. That wasn't one of them? It's easier those years, the, the, the less sack years. Elgin, man, good job. And uh, you got yourself a $50 gift card to Wendy's. We'll put you on hold, get your information. Calling all Baconator fans for a limited time, try Wendy's new pretzel Baconator. It's the classic Baconator you love with a new pretzel bun. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. Yeah, this game was a beatdown, 30-8. to You guys moved to 5-0. and Yeah. That was an easy win. Panthers didn't score until like two, a couple minutes left in the fourth quarter, I believe. I mean, you guys, you basically dominated the game. Yeah, I think that was a T.O. year. That was a it was, oh, 04, yeah. That was a 04 Super Bowl year. Yeah, man, I tell you, we used to go out like – like, you talk about that offense was just high-powered, man. It Ooh. was a high-powered offense. And you guys picked off Jake Delhomme four mm-hmm. times a little revenge for the year before. So, yeah. Hugh, uh, Hugh did record a stat in this game besides tackles. I'm sure he got a few tackles. But he had a pass defended. And if you hear this commentary by, by Moose, Daryl Johnson, it, it pretty much tells you all you need to know about where Hugh is at this point in his career. So, <laughs> okay. I'll just uh, I'll play this for you. Sorry, Hugh. Long's pass tipped at the line by Hugh Douglas, and we hear the chance of Hugh from the crowd here at Lincoln Financial Field. It was one of the, the the good things for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. The the you know Hugh Douglas has come back, Jeremiah Trotter has come back, and, and they have added things you know beyond the football field. They're, they're great in the locker room. They're great in the meetings. You know some of these guys are so important for the chemistry of a football team, and, and two valuable additions that came back to the Philadelphia Eagles after going on uh, in the free agent market to other teams. Great locker room guy, Hugh yeah, Douglas. Yeah, that's all, that's he, all I had at it, that point. He hit you with the great personality there. <laughs> you got you got you guys la- labeled that. Good, it's like you know, Jonesy good on, on the newly acquired flyer. He's a great person. Great person. Like, awesome. Yeah, character guys, veteran guys. I'm one of my they matter. My meeting room guys. <laughs> yeah, because that's all I was at that point. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens. It happens to the best. Of them. I know. Keep, like my friends used to tell me all the time, keep playing, keep keep playing the game. You're definitely going to be one of those guys at some point. It is funny how it evolves. Same person, but obviously a different kind of player, right? It's just any player in their career. I bet five, six years ago, Hugh, when we pull up a clip of you playing, it was like one of the best edge rush in the NFL, explosive, you know, all those kind of things. And yeah. Six then years later, it's like, like, oh, wow, what happened to that guy? He's a character guy now. He's a they, character they guy. They don't know who he is. That's how it, ha- it happens. To, it happens to everybody, man. It happens to everybody. So, I mean, I'm okay with that. And, you know, it's funny because when you, when you talk to kids, they be like, they ask, so who were you? <laughs> As if you're not that person anymore. Yeah, it was, it's cool. I mean, I get it because to them it's about the guys that play now. And I am not offended by that. Trust me, I am not offended. By somebody saying, "Well, you used to be a, you used to be an NFL player." Yes, I did. It, it reminds me. I, this is a deep cut. The movie. Ever see the movie Angels in the Outfield? No, I haven't. All right. Well, there's a, a pitcher, and and he gets older. He's not as good anymore. Mm-hmm. And at one point, a kid like goes up to him and says, "Didn't you used to be?" I think his name is like Mel Clark in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. didn't you used to be him? And he's still pitching. And the guy, and he responds like, "Yeah, I used to be him. Like, yeah, yeah you used to be that great player. You used to be Hugh Douglas. <laughs> yeah. And you used to be I, Hugh I, Douglas. I, and you know what's funny? Like that that does not bother me. It, it it's it's like when people say that, you know, you could you could you could retort and be like, you better to be a has been than it never was. You could say that, but it's no need to say that. I mean, but you get it. I get it. I get it. I used to play football in the NFL, and that that's a great place to be. It is a great place to be because a lot of people." You know, when you talk about like the Mike Quicks and the Seth Joiners and things like that, I respect the 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 aspect of the game and the years that they played in because it was different than the ones that I played in and and you see how much the game has evolved from the time that they've played. It's still the same in some ways, but it has evolved. So yeah, I'm okay with that. 
All right, 215-592-94. We're back to the phone lines. Who do you expect the Eagles to win? And, of course, this coaching carousel, which now includes Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel. Should it go into the Eagles' thinking as they make a decision on Sirianni? And I believe he's coaching for his job on, on Monday. I, I believe that, that that's what I believe. We'll see what the Eagles do. Um, but I, I if I'm Jeff Lurie, I'm certainly factoring this in. Like, hey, all right, do I truly believe in this coach? Is he the right guy for me moving forward? Yes, then you move on. If I'm wavering, I'm like, well, okay, I'm wavering, and this great coaching crop is out there. It certainly should factor in for me. 215-592-9494. All right, back to the phones. Then before this um, this segment ends, we will we'll have a little investigation. As, as Detective Kyle. Yeah, we'll get to it coming up because he's, uh, he's dove into a couple things here as it pertains to an Eagles assistant. Drew in Westchester. Hey, Drew. Hey, folks, I missed you guys. I told Kyle I'd be back. I got busy with work, but I told you guys I'd be back before the – I told Kyle I'd be back before the playoff run. So, good to talk to you guys again. Uh, Joe, I actually want to um, hold myself accountable for something we talked about in the past, and this is not Sirianni-related. I'm still in on Nick, but I watched – before the Eagles played on Sunday, I watched that Jags game, and I came to the realization Trevor Lawrence might just be bad. I I think you were right on that one. Yeah, he just – I – He's he's just a guy at best, and we'll see if he you know keeps going the other way. But Drew, I'm fascinated by his. Um, I I think this off season he's eligible for a contract. You know the way Burrow was last year and Herbert and Hertz. Uh, Drew, I, if I'm them, I would not give him fifty million dollars a year. He does not look like that kind of quarterback. I agree with you. My gut says he'll get it, but I do. Uh, I, I I agree with you there. Now, uh, on, the, uh, on the Eagles, I-, I heard a couple callers making uh, Goodfellas references earlier in the show, and honestly, the scene that came to mind for me is uh, right before he's killed when uh, Sax Edwards is just, like, asleep. Like, that's kind of how I think of the Eagles right now. Like, they just look to me like they're tired and hungover, and I've gone to the well so many times, and I've I've tried to believe, and I just don't know that I can get myself there for Monday. Like, they just look to me like a team that's, like, exhausted and needs an offseason. And that's not an excuse, but I think it's just, like, what it is right now. Yeah, you might be right. And, Drew, I think at some point they're going to get put out of their misery before the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to get there. I, I just – it's hard for me to imagine it's going to be Baker and the Bucks. Like, is it the Niners next week? Yeah, that makes sense. I just – I feel like they got one more in them. Maybe I'm the crazy one. I feel like they have one more night they rise up and they at least give us some effort Monday. Yeah, I mean, on, a, on paper they definitely should have more talent. I think I'm just concerned about, you know, Bowles just bringing those – blitzes and having an answer for uh, for that and then you guys are talking uh you guys are talking other um coaches uh you know my, my first preference obviously is for Nick still to be the coach next year but in terms of just doing like due diligence which I think is fair I'll just say I am I would be much more in to Pete Carroll than I am Belichick I think him just you know winning going over 500 with like after Russell left, after not having a great roster the past couple of years, was really impressive to me. I've always liked his energy, so he would be my choice over Belichick if the Eagles do tap into that. It's interesting, Drew. Pete Carroll, he's a, a recent entry to this list, right? Seasoned. Yeah, no one expected him to get fired yesterday. He did. What do you think of Pete Carroll? I've always liked Pete no. Carroll. You're not a Pete Carroll guy. I like Pete Carroll as a person, but I feel like, you know, that like – and I understand where most people are going with this. It's, it's the disciplined, grizzled veteran type thing. But I think there also needs to be a connection with the team. 
And I think that coach, for whether we like it or not, I think that Coach Sirianni uh, connects with this team on a different level. And I think you need to keep somebody or get somebody that's probably in a similar similar age bracket as a coach, Coach uh, Sirianni. So you you never played for Pete, right? I think he was the Jets coach the year he, before they he, drafted you. He, yes, he was there ninety four. Ninety four. He was there ninety four because uh, I heard Boomer talking about it because he because I think Boomer got there in ninety five. So yeah, he was he was right before that. So yeah, it was one of those things where I just missed him because I think at that point he was in a uh, New England. So he coached the Jets, then he went to New England at some point yeah. in your tenure so with I, the Jets. I missed him. I remember the stories that I remember about Coach Coach uh, was that when he went to SC. Coach Carroll, his his daughter was he was going to drop his daughter off, and I guess they were interviewed for the job. He just walked in. And he was like, "Hey, I, I I'd like to interview." That worked out for everybody. Yeah, it worked out extremely well for him. So yeah, that that's what I heard. And then he went to Seattle. I just think that you know these older guys, they're great coaches, and I think that they're well respected by some. But there's a different. These kids are different, and you need to connect to them on their level a little bit more. So I'm. I'm less that they need a younger coach. I mean, obviously, that's where the NFL is going more than not. I just, I'm amazed at this coaching class. I mean, I, I don't know how people would rank them. Belichick, obviously, would be one. Harbaugh, Vrabel. Like, Pete Carroll might be the third most accomplished coach left, or, you know, and, and he's a Super Bowl winning coach and he won a national championship. It's, it's wild how many coaches out there with a lot of success are available this offseason in this cycle. And I heard Pete yesterday after they, um, you know, they announced he was out. He didn't sound like he's done. He's, he sounded like he still wants to coach, so we'll see where his future goes. Mad Mike is up next. What's up, Mike? Hey, how are we doing today, guys? Good, Mike. What are you feeling today? Uh, I'm feeling like Nick Sirianni's going to get left in Tampa Bay after they lose, and he's going to get fired like right after that game. Mm. If they lose, I think it could happen quickly. Because Let's just be real about it. They, if they have to get in the coaching search, they got to move fast here because they're a week behind. So if they, if they do move on... I don't know if they leave him there, Mike, but something oh, close to that. They'll be hitchhiking home. <laughs> and I, I want to say one thing about Jalen. I think Jalen was propped up by last season. And, and hear me out. Last season was a mirage. They, they really didn't – no one wants to hear this, but they didn't play anybody. They played a cupcake schedule all the way through until they got to the Super Bowl. And Jalen was the benefit of that cupcake schedule – and he, he had no one to go against, and the, the defense really kind of road graded everybody, and it just he was able to just kind of run around and, and make some plays. And I think everybody overvalued Jalen from that, and it really he's come back to earth because he's actually playing NFL caliber teams this year. He has come back to earth. I mean, the whole team has, Mike. Really, I yeah. mean, it, it's it's him and the whole. I mean, well, the, the more the more we go remove ourselves from last year, the more it feels like last year was was a product of that schedule more than they're that great. Yeah, and I also say like Howie did you no benefits by saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the older players that I love and fanboy over instead of keeping CJGJ and you know the linebacker." Because he's got like these weird girl crushes on some of these older players. Yeah, and I do think they they, they value the position sometimes too much. Mike, we appreciate it. like they brought back old corners because corners more valuable when maybe the better players were CJ, GJ, and TJ Edwards. That what Mike just said is part of why I think this game is so important Monday. Besides, it's a playoff game. Like that's mm-hmm. the obvious. It 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 does validate them a little bit if they have a Super Bowl year, and then they go back and win another playoff game and compete next week at San Francisco, we feel differently two weeks from now. If they get blown out on Monday, 
Hugh, I think a lot of people will feel like, what was this year? Yeah, and that's fair because that's where we are right now. It's, it's an either-or scenario because I feel like that's what most Eagle fans feel like this, this is where this team is. If we go out and we play like we thought we could play all year long, it kind of validates the whole playing possum thing. I don't, I, I don't believe that that's going to be the case. I believe at this point in the year you are who you are and every team – works to to strive to be better and they start to play their best football around this time of year and we're not doing that. And to believe that we can just go out there and turn the light switch like a light switch and just just get back on, on our winning ways, I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, I, really I don't do. think most people really believe they're playing possum. Like that's a like that that's a, it's a ridiculous present pre- yes. pre- premise. I mean they, they they weren't. Now were they not all locked in? I think that's probably fair here. That they weren't locked in. We heard that from Dallas yesterday. But possum is a ridiculous premise. I mean, yes. I love Ocho Cinco. I, I like the, I like the thinking outside the box element to it. But no, they were not playing possum. And then they I, tried and they lost. And I would venture to ask if, if if you're playing possum, if that that's the, what you're going with, what gives you? What have you been taught or been told for the last couple of weeks that gives you the right to feel that, you know, the way that this team is presently constructed that you're good enough. We could just turn it on and off like that. Well, there is a little bit of delusion. I mean, Sidney Brown after the um, the game against the Cardinals on the post game show, Fletcher last week. I do think there's an element in that locker room where they feel they're better than they are, and and hopefully that the last few weeks have humbled them to wake up here and and realize they gotta they gotta be better and prepare better to go win. Eric in Downingtown. Hey, Eric. Hey guys, how you doing? What's, What's up, up Eric? I got a question for Hugh, and then I got a statement about Bradbury. So let's go through the question first. Hugh, would you rather have Sirianni, if, if you were playing for Sirianni, after that loss to the Giants, would you rather have him say, guys, it's on me, don't worry about it, we're 0-0 going into next week, or would you rather have him get in that locker room and get fired up and put all the responsibility back on the players for not doing their jobs? What would you rather have, Hugh? Well, you know, to be honest, it, it wouldn't be on Coach Sirianni. I, I think that that would be on the, the leadership in the locker room to say that was a big old stinky turd. Like, I, I'm not looking at the coach, like, in a, if, if I'm playing in that scenario, I'm not looking at the coach to motivate me. That was a bad game. As a player, I would feel bad about that. Sure. But, but Sirianni is press conference after press conference. All he's saying is, like, you know, it's, it's on me. That's on me. That's on me. And I think he's doing that just to save face with the players. He wants to barrier the players. He should tell the guys out, like Bradbury, who misses an assignment repeatedly, over and over and over again, and no one's called him out. We're not zero and zero. We just got our butts kicked for the last five out of or five out of six weeks, right? And and he's he's so calm about it. He's so nonchalant. I want to see a coach get in there and get fired up and start kicking butts. You know this this drill today with now that he's putting the guys in practice or pads is utterly ridiculous. Yeah, and you know Eric, I think sometimes coaches worry too much about how it's going to be perceived if they if they get emotional. You know, was it two nights ago, three nights ago? Nick Nurse said he didn't he didn't like the effort from the Sixers. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't know if Sirianni has to do it publicly, but like if I was him, I would say that about the game Sunday. I didn't appreciate that effort. That that effort was embarrassing on Sunday against the Giants. They didn't want to be there. I agree. I I was I was up in that game. It was more like an Eagles home game than it was than it was a Giants home game. Now I got a question for you guys for Bradbury. Answer me this: Is Bradbury the Jalen Rager of the defense? Woo! Feels like it this year. Completely useless. Completely useless, that guy. I'm t- with Eric, with Slay back, I don't know how many snaps Bradbury is going to see on Monday because the young guy should get some run. Maddox is back in the slot. Slay's going to play. 
I, I think Bradbury could sit, sit the bench on Monday or barely play. If he barely plays, I guarantee you win. There it is. See, that, not, we found our way to a win he here. Eric, played. man, appreciate the phone call. Less Bradbury, more victories? Is that is that it? I guess that's where he's going. So, let me get this straight. Because <laughs> I, I, like, and I'm sorry, but this is the way that I, like, because we're, now we're putting all the eels on the, on the back end on Bradbury because. Well, he is the worst he one. He got, but there were a lot of, like, last week, there was a lot of people running open, and, and he, like, there were other guys besides oh, yeah. him that were getting cooked. So, he was the reason why the secondary was playing so horrible. I, if I if you ask me what's the biggest reason the secondary has been poor this year, I would say it's him. I would he's, say well, he's, he's the biggest. He's man. one of the reasons. And then another reason is they don't do a good job of 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 uh, run support. Definitely don't do not play well in run support. No, they don't, and they're going to have to Monday because the run defense has been not very good, and it's, it's got to be better on Monday. But it's just I I don't know. Uh, Sirianni's going to talk. We'll bring it to you later on the show. That, that's an interesting angle to me. How much with slay back does it affect the secondary? Also, they have. They have injuries at safety. Who's playing safety on Monday night? Kevin Byard and who? Right? Sidney Brown's gone for the season. And didn't Blankenship get hurt again? Does he get hurt every game? I, I like Reed Blankenship, but that guy's got to f- find a way to stay on the field if this guy, you know, if he's going to be a player here for a long time. Angelo in Pasta. Hey, Angelo. Angelo. Hey, guys. Hey, listen. Um, so the first question is, do I think they're going to win? Um, not not with this coaching staff, and now that they're – they're complete, you know. They're 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 putting the pads on today. Come on, I mean, this coaching staff is completely clueless, completely. Well, they're trying to make it up uh, as they go along here, Angelo. It's they- too late. It's too late, and they allowed this to happen. They, you know what? They allowed the players to think that they didn't ha- they didn't have to play for the past six or seven weeks because that's what they look like. That's how they practice. The the coaches allowed the players have that mentality, that mentality of a losing mentality. I have never seen, I'm 60 years old, guys, I've lived here all my life for five years in New England, never seen a, such a soft goals team on, on defense mostly, and now on offense, where's the offensive line gone? You know, there's some, Angelo, there's something to what you're saying here. They were, I felt like they were a very physical team last year. They, like they imposed yeah. their will. And for whatever reason, no, more. It, no, it, no, Angelo, it's a good call, man. It's gone away. It has gone away in a significant way. It's got to come back if they're going to win on Monday. All right, can we get to this investigation here? So Brian Johnson, a little bit of news here, Hugh, on Brian Johnson. Yesterday we get the news he is interviewing for the Panthers job. There is now a second NFL team. Ready to interview Brian Johnson. The Tennessee Titans have put the request in to interview Brian Johnson for their head coaching job. That's great for him. I think, you know, with, with that being said, I think I'm going to go and throw my name in a hat. You're in? Yeah, for, for uh, a coaching job. I might as well. I mean, I fit one of the criteria of the Rooney Rule. I'm black, so I can do that. Because I think that's what – I think, honestly, when you look at his body of work and you look at some of the other more deserving uh, minority coaches out there, I think that's basically what this is. Because, I like, to be honest, I don't feel like when you look at his body of work compared to some other guys like Raheem Morris – in L.A. Now, Raheem is getting interviews, too. He's getting it. Yeah. yeah, but he's he's more of a valid, valid candidate. And, you know, every now and then, like, this is the this is the thing for me as an African-American when, when it comes to the Rooney Rule. Like, you always hear those, those, those names, some names being thrown out because last year, to me, he's this year's Eric Bieniemy. Like, because you remember Eric Bieniemy's name was thrown around a lot, and for whatever reason, 
Eric Bieniemy never got a job. Never got a job. Still hasn't. Still hasn't got a job as a head coach. And then you started hearing rumors about some stuff that happened when he was in in college at Colorado, and then he, he wasn't a great interview. So basically, he's just taking the place because you can't use Eric Bieniemy's name anymore. He's the new Eric Bieniemy because he hasn't done anything, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, to to warrant being taken seriously as a head coach right now. All right. So Kyle dug in here. Kyle, did you do an investigation on uh, Eagles' assistance and in terms of? Not being distracted here, because it's a big thing. Don't be yeah. distracted during the week. What'd you find? Well, so, like, uh, the, my first thought when I heard that Brian Johnson was interviewing for the Carolina job was, like, we can't run into another Jonathan Gannon situation. It's got to be focused. Where he tampered yeah. f- with the Cardinals, and it took his focus completely away from the game, uh, the Super Bowl, nonetheless, against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, you know, I, I was listening to Brian Johnson's press conference yesterday, assuming that he would have been pressed by our excellent beat reporters in this area here, and he was. I mean, they were asking him, "What's your, uh, you know, what's your focus level?" It's like 100 percent focused on this playoff game. You know, no comment about the Panthers' job. So I'm like, "Huh? Maybe I should go back to the week that the Eagles were preparing for the Chiefs, when we knew that Gannon was probably was going to be interviewing for the Arizona job, and see what kind of answers Jonathan Gannon gave, and see if they were going to be, you know, cross reference them with Brian Johnson." That press conference doesn't exist, Joe. Excuse me. They, yeah, they uh, got rid of it. It's they, been it, white. It's been erased from, uh, it's not on YouTube, the Eagles website. It's not in our uh, our folders back here. It's nowhere to be found. So I think, if I had to theorize, I think the Eagles know that I'm on to them. Mm. And I'm hot on their trail. And I will never give up this investigation. So uh, I am looking for that Jonathan Gannon press conference. If anybody has it. I'd like to hear it. I Somebody wonder it. if it was part of the agreement when the Eagles and Cardinals had to agree on compensation. Destroy <laughs> all evidence. Destroy all well, burn uh, the tapes, it's Joe. A, it, it's a Belichick day, right? What happened at the end of the punishment for the um, not the flake? What was the first one? It was the Spygate. Spygate. They spy destroyed. Gate. The tapes were destroyed. Brady just, didn't he? Brady break his cell phone. So Brady during broke the his cell phone during the Flakegate, and the tapes for Spygate. No, no, they don't exist. They're I'm bl- gone. I'm blowing the cover off this thing, Joe. You know, once in a while here, I'm on mostly them. nonsense at WIP, but sometimes we really. Hit some big important things here. All right, 215 592 9494. We'll get to your phone call. Syrianized press for next hour. And Sean King, former Tampa Bay quarterback, one that Hugh played against. Of course, all those uh, big time games between the Eagles and Bucks. He joins us next to talk about this playoff game right here on the Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.